Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 111-111 of the Runny Drink Podcast, and I am your host, Amy, of course. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Does that mean that this is a palindrome episode? Is it? The numbers are the same forwards and backwards? That is so true. There we go. So true. We have an amazing show for you. Yes, last week we had... We were so lucky to have Mr. Mike Rollman of the Be Our Guest podcast, and that episode last week was so much fun talking run Disney memories. Yeah, he, he doesn't, again, he doesn't realize just how many hours he and his crew have spent being our backseat passengers mm-hmm. during road trips. And now, I will tell you, with all of this running in this 60K gauntlet challenge that we're going to talk about tonight... Oof. Well, the first two legs of it, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. He has been a a driving force for me to get this running done. Yeah, I, I love spoken word podcasts yeah. for running because it allows me to engage that that conversational part of my brain. And I'll, I'll talk to myself anyway. Yeah. But especially during a podcast where I'll actually reply sometimes kind of under my breath to mm-hmm. what they're saying and you know, think about what I would say if I were in the conversation. Have you ever talked to yourself like out on the run? Oh, absolutely. Spoken to yourself and then people who are doing yard work in the neighborhood are like, what is he doing? <laughs> I think, I hope everybody thinks that I'm on the phone and not just right? some crazy person. You just pretend you're road. on the phone, right? I mean, it's bad enough. I'm running down the road in a kilt and they're <laughs> looking at me like I got three heads anyway. So, you know, what's just one more you're thing? You're Scottish. And, and you know, Andy's talking to himself. So he's no. not only Scottish, he's drunk. Because I talk to myself. I'm like, I argue about whatever it is that they're talking about. Yeah. Go, no, 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 you could do this. Or, yes, I agree with Pam. I agree with Ricky. I agree with Mike. You know, I mean, come on. So. Yeah, and if you've had uh, Disney experiences and you think you've got kind of like a inside track or you've got uh, something that's just really cool, it's a, it's neat to hear what other people go there and discover mm-hmm. and take away and and kind of hold to themselves as as that's my thing. And yeah. it's kind of cool to see what other people come up with. Great memories and I think that not doing the not being able to do the Star Wars rival run, reminiscing with Mike last week, and also doing this 60k gauntlet challenge has allowed us to live in past race memories a little bit. I mean, I loved the 60k gauntlet challenge that we're going to be doing uh, over the next uh, that we've started and we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, mainly because. It takes me back to the time when Disney was doing the Superheroes Half Marathon, oh. the um, the Spider-Man 5K, the Thor 10K, and then the Superhero Half. The Black right Widow Half was the last one that they did. And so. that was probably, of the medals that we received out there, probably my favorite. I mean, it was It was my favorite. Beautifully done medal. I mean, it's your favorite because you love Black Widow. I do. I'm just saying, independent of... 
favorite character, the metal was just gorgeous. Classic. They did a really nice job with it. And mm. and I also was a big fan. And and you even were surprised when I said this when mm. we talked about it. Like, what do you like better, this or the Star Wars stuff? Yeah, I was shocked. I'm a dyed in the wool Star Wars. I mean, that Star Wars was the first movie I ever saw in a movie Indeed. theater. Indeed. And more on that later. You would think that there's no way you could outdo that, but honestly, I think that Disney, Disneyland, and those races out there are the of the of the Star Wars races and those. The the superheroes half mm-hmm. weekend was the better of the two, and or better of the three. I love that theme. Better and I'm I'm a I just love the execution of those races better. But I'm not I'm not even a baseball fan, and running through Angel Stadium out yeah. there, regardless of the race theme, right, is awesome. It is, and they they also the community out there embraces the races in a way that's a little bit different than yeah. the way the Orlando races go down, and that's no fault of anybody's. It's just that no, they're both great, but they're different. They're different, and part of it's because of the geography. Mm-hmm. You know, Disney World is on this giant parcel of land that mm-hmm. that Disney owns, and you don't have residential areas directly adjacent to the park. You don't right. have main thoroughfares that mm-hmm. have um, low-density commercial right. uh, you know, and restaurants and, and stuff right along the road, right next door. Out there in California, it's on the backside of Disney War- yeah. Disneyland is a neighborhood. Yeah. And on the other side of Di- Disneyland is the interstate, and on the other side is, is a main road that has some restaurants. And yeah. It's, it's a totally different feel. And yeah. the community comes out, and they cheer you on, and they're putting costumes on you. Know, for the Star Wars ones, they do that. Their 501st Legion th- chapters that are out there come Love out. Love that. And their costumes are amazing. Well, the superhero cosplay community comes out and does the same thing. <sighs> and being so close, of course, to Hollywood, you got a lot of people who really are into that stuff. It's so great. And, and I got great photos with a bunch of um, Agent Carters. Oh, my God. The year that I ran as Captain America. And, like, Spider-Man was in there. Yeah. and just And coming out of Angel Stadium and having the throwback to Captain America and, like, the, the World War II dance hall type stuff going on in the parking lot. Swing dancing. It's a swing dancing. Oh, my goodness. Super cool. How awesome is that? So... This, I mean, last week with the Run Disney and the Star Wars, and this week with the 60K Gauntlet Challenge, it it just, it immerses me in so many race memories. And during this time, you need that. You do. And it's also given us a cheap excuse uh, as we have now basically finished Netflix and finished. um, We're closing in. Yeah, we're almost done with Netflix. Yeah. Um, But it gave us an excuse to go back and watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So we're, I think, uh, we're about, what, six movies in, seven Mm -hmm. movies in. Yeah. And this is um, 21 movies total. I'm telling you, they hold up. They they do age very well. Iron um, Man, love it. There's 21 movies over a 10 year period. Um, if you are, if you've been living under a rock for the last decade plus, the Marvel Cinematic Universe began with the movie Iron Man, starring Robert Downey Jr. and love it that. concluded with the movie 
Infinity War. I'm sorry, uh, Avengers Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Uh, which actually was released a year ago this week. Oh, it just came up in my Facebook timeline. Man. Oh and man. It, it, what they ended up doing was taking these 21 movies and stringing together a very large overarching story that incorporated all of these characters mm-hmm. towards this the, the final movie, Endgame. Yeah. And this... I mean, yes, it is. It's Disney related because Disney owns Marvel, but it's really, you know, it's all it's all about the superheroes mm. and all about the uh, the the sheer epicness of the story that it tells. Boy. And getting to do a race like this, mm-hmm. where we're getting to earn the stones, and we have been showing the medal from this um, this running challenge on some of our Instagram Live and Facebook Lives. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the the episode artwork. Yes. But what you're going to see is the metal is shaped like the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, and there are magnets for each individual stone. So as you complete the challenge, you can affix the magnet. And we have shown off the first two of Dana's on uh, Instagram live. Yes. Yeah. We haven't really shown mine off because I have been, well, timing. I've, I've posted Mainly. to social media, but I haven't done lives, but it's just timing. And I'm telling you, like some of the days th- I just beat the thunderstorms or the the heat is so unbearable. I just don't even think about it. I'm like, just give me in the house to some AC. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a, this has been the start of this challenge this week is a great bridge from run Disney to, to this challenge. And then uh, of course we, we're so lucky to have some great food trucks around our County to in, in Lee County, Florida to be able to replenish or nourish or celebrate our accomplishment, and then to have some themed cocktails from a master cocktail artist in this and episode. distiller. Yes, so awesome this so week. It's going to be an awesome episode. Yeah. So let's start out with uh, the running portion. Like yeah. I said, we've done uh, two 10Ks that we're going to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is for the Space Stone. Yes. And the second being for the Mind Stone. That would be the Blue Stone and the Yellow Stone, respectively, in the in the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Tell us how your, your first one went. Uh, well, you can tell it's summer in Florida. Oh, it's here. I'm just going to tell you right now because it, it was super hot, and it didn't matter the time of morning. No. That we got up four in the morning, walk out there, dead air, no air, just no steam. wind, yeah, just steam, and the only saving grace to doing it that early is that you are not fighting the sun as yeah, well. Yeah, you're beating the sun. You're beating the sun, and that's it. And I'm, I just, oh god, the the first two ten k's in this whole series were brutal just brutal Mm. you can tell summer is here early in florida you know and i know that our northern friends are still combating some 
swings and temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see some pictures in the Runcation Nation, like uh, Rob Nadow. Yeah, he's out you know, west. But sometimes he'll be into the mountains. in the northern states and it'll be really super cold. But this is the other end of the spectrum, my friends. So I will tell you that I had some of the slowest 10Ks on record. Wow, okay. That I've had, you know. But for me, right now, it's not about speed in those longer runs. You know, I'll do cadence drills. I'll do acceleration gliders. I'll do drills the way that our our coach, Jeff Galloway, says to do to work in the short runs to increase speed and increase turnover and and help that be better but these longer runs which are the 10ks or two 10ks back to back those i will just i'm in it to gain the endurance oh sure so that's what it was all about for me and to condition in that heat so that when i have race conditions that are better i know i can thrive yeah what about you? Well, um, for the first of the 10Ks, I went out and it was one of those where like, uh, I slept too late on an off day. I should have just gone ahead and gotten up earlier, but Everybody's I didn't. Everybody's done so it. So let's, let's just go get it done. So, you know, get dressed, head out. And I like to take the dogs with me, especially if, if you're running or if you're, if you're not at home. That mm-hmm. way I can be rest I can rest assured that they're not going to destroy the house when right. I'm out for a run. Right. And I could tell that it was unseasonably warm because they were having issues. Yeah. Normally they're good for about three miles at the two mile mark. And we were just running laps on the street. And our street is yeah. uh, if you do a, a lap from main thoroughfare to main thoroughfare it's about 1.5 miles. At yeah. the two mile mark they were dragging me when we got near the house, dragging me to the house. So mm-hmm. I knew at that point they're done. Yeah. Get yeah. them inside. And then I went and, and decided to finish. But mm-hmm. by then, because I started so late, the sun's already up. So I'm fighting everything you talked about. I'm <sighs> fighting the humidity. I'm fighting the sun. So I said, you know what? Makes it worse, right? This is going to be my, my super slow baseline. Mm-hmm. So I just said, I'm just going to walk this whole thing. So I that did. first one. Yeah. Walk the whole thing. Not a big deal. Got it done. Pounded it out. The second one w- that I ran actually was yesterday, and this was another one where we're fighting the weather. We wake up early in the morning. We're, we're awakened early in the morning. Um, in our household, it's a 4 a.m. wake up every day. No matter day what. No matter what. Because of the dogs. We get up, we walk, then we go back to bed. Um, or, we? Or, what is this we? Well, sometimes I walk them. Usually they don't Rarely. Want me. They'll, they go to you. I do appreciate it on the days you do. Well, anyway. They never ask for me. I know. So, you so. know. But the, uh, <laughs> so at any rate, you're about to talk about a different challenge that we face here in Florida. We do, which is the, the, wh- when you start to get the heat here, you get the thunderstorms oh. and we were awakened not only by the dog, but also by the fact that we had massive thunder and lightning outside Yeah, and it was just cutting loose. So it, we wake up to thunderstorms uh-huh. we go, okay, we'll, we'll sleep in a little bit and then get back to it. Yeah. Well, about the time you get ready to go outside, it decides it's want, wanting to rain again. So we didn't actually, I didn't actually get to do my run yesterday until like will it, won't it, six o'clock. Yeah, will it, won't it, and then in between the storms, can you have the best of conditions, or is it just going to be 
total moist air with steam coming off up the pavement. Well, I had the yeah. least awful conditions available yesterday. In the evening. In the evening. In the evening. Starting about 6. We had mov- I was proud of you because nighttime runs are tough. Moving air, but it was all moist air and it was it didn't really cool off at yeah. all yeah. here until today. Mm. So I didn't get the benefit of any of that. So it was feels like temperatures were in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It was just miserable. Yeah. But Instead, I didn't take the dogs with me because they were so freaked out from the thunder and lightning. They didn't want any part of running. That was fine. So I ended up doing an an interval for the entirety of the run. And I just decided we've got this series of six 10Ks. I'm going to do some some playing with intervals to see what they do. Mm -hmm. And just put, you know, everything out there as far as my times and all that goes. So I ended up doing a five-second run interval and a 55-second walk interval. And I've done this one before. Mm -hmm. And it's usually pretty good for me. Usually, I, what where I really thrive is is a fifteen second running interval and about a forty five second walk. Yeah. But I just kind of wanted to see what, what what I would be getting right now with this, and um, yeah. I ended up shaving, I want to say sixteen minutes and change. Nice. Just by running five seconds every minute. And in fact, I got a message today from our listener Wendell. Yes. Who told me that he was skeptical. Of this 555 thing until he tried it. And, and he had massive uh, time improvement gain. Well, how as well. nice so for him to try it and cool. let us know. Yeah. Um, and I think next the next 10K, I'm probably going to do like a 1050. Yeah. 10 seconds running, 50 seconds walking. See how that does. Then do a 1545. Then I'm going to change it up maybe and do um, something like uh, keep my rest period or my walking period at a 45 second Mm -hmm. but then go maybe 20 or 25 as I progress on yeah um I did find in the last running challenge that we did the top run yeah that a 30 second walk period was a little too short for me oh okay so I wasn't digging that too much okay so I'm going to play with it and see kind of where we're at here. I, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to do some experimentation. It's a good point that you make because now is the time that we can do the drills and increase or decrease some run and walk, run intervals and kind of play around with it. And I'm finding that no matter what I play around with, I come back to the same one that makes me successful so far. And that for you is like a one to four ratio of mm-hmm. six second running, 24 second walking. And I don't know why that is. I, I just know that that's the one that's been successful. And and you've been, you've hammered out some really good times doing that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if it ain't broke, you know, yeah. oh, I hate to say that as an English teacher, but <laughs> a former, former English teacher, but I, you know, I'm looking forward to the, 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 the rest of the 10Ks in the challenge and two shorter runs this week to, to kind of play around with that and see. Yeah. But I really think I, for now, have found a really successful interval. I, I'm so thankful for Metal Chasers. Yes, and we're working on getting um, some of the folks from Metal Chasers on the show to talk about their virtual races mm-hmm. and what they do. But the, the fact that we're able to do... Uh, a race that's got a, an amazing medal. Mm-hmm. So cool. And a theme that we like. Yeah. And it benefits a charity. 
It does. The Pinky Swear Foundation, and that helps children who are fighting cancer as well as supporting their families as they face that difficult battle. And I'm telling you, you and I do the Donna every year. And I have even been kicking around doing even the Donna virtuals that I've seen around just to support their foundation mm-hmm. and to support those families of those women who or men who are fighting breast cancer. This is the same kind of principle. So I love that this is a virtual race that benefits a foundation and such a worthy cause. Absolutely. So we'll link to the foundation and to the metal chasers website in the show notes so you can check that out because there's also you know how we've been doing the traditional infinity gauntlet Mm -hmm. well there's a tony stark version my friend that is so cool because we happen to have both that we own both of those prop toys the the tony stark gauntlet as well as the thanos gold gauntlet Mm -hmm. so this is a 10k a series of 10ks that that tony stark one i believe is a series of 5ks even better and i believe that both are sold out right now at metal chasers as as of this recording however they will reopen in may perfect so stay tuned keep an eye on the website we'll link to it we would love to have you as part of the challenges and see pictures and photos and and hear how it went for you. But all the running, no matter whether it's 5Ks or 10Ks in these challenges, makes me hungry. And we were very fortunate this week. We were able to find a pretty incredible food truck here in Southwest Florida that was open for carry out or carry away, curbside carry out, takeaway food. From yes. the food truck. You couldn't stand there at the food truck and eat. You had to take it and go. Yes. But we you, did. You can order it online and pick it up, or you can order it in person, wait for it, and then carry it out. Either way, leave with your food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't consume on site. And they partner with some of our fantastic local breweries, like Fort Myers Brewing Company and Scotty's Beer Works. But we found them because they came to my work. Yeah. Uh, once a week, my my employer brings a food truck to the premises because our dispatchers don't have the luxury of being able to leave and go off campus, get something to eat, and then come back within that hour. Yeah, that's so tough. having something that comes to them mm-hmm. is great. Plus, we have over 100 civilian support staff that work with us. So yeah. this works out really, really well. And this food truck is called King's Tacos and Burritos. Yeah. And let me tell you, they have an amazing selection. It's not too big, but it's got enough variety where if you like Mexican food, you're probably going to find something that's going to make you happy. Oh. I mean, you can do chicken, you can do beef, you can do vegetarian options. And they do tacos, burritos, nachos, quesadillas, tostadas, bowls. Yeah, and they have chips and salsa. And let me just tell you. Homemade salsas. The homemade salsas. Like, if you pay 10 bucks, then you can get a medium, uh, a mild, medium, or hot salsa. A jar of salsa to take home. In, in a, like, a cute little mason jar. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's out of this world. And it's not hot for the sake of being hot or mild for, like, oh, this is just blah. No. Flavors 
abound. Yeah, you're tasting the individual flavors of the of the ingredients in the salsa. And we actually ended up getting lunch mm-hmm. at this food truck yeah. when it was at my work. I, I picked it up and brought it home to eat with Amy. When I was at a marathon of conference calls for work. And then I we found out that they were going to be at a local brewery that evening. And we went again and got dinner. It, and it was... Uh, we and, had, uh, it was so great. But not only did we get dinner, we, we got one of the jars of salsa with oh. chips to go. And then we said, you know, we should have gotten all three. Yeah, we should have. And <laughs> next time we will. Yes. Wherever they are going to be, that is where we're going to go, let me yeah. tell you. This King's Tacos and Burritos, I mean, they'll do chicken, ground beef, carnitas, steak, chorizo, or pastor. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and or you know when we were having it on that day, we were t- we were sticking to vegetarian, more or less. More or less. Well, it, it wasn't vegan, but it was vegetarian. I, I'm going to take a stab at it and say that the refried beans probably weren't a hundred percent vegetarian, but I'm going to give not. we're going to give ourselves a pass on that one. Yeah, yeah. The Let's talk about what we had. We mentioned we, we mentioned the homemade salsa. Uh-huh. They offered a mild, a medium, and a hot. And one of the salsas, the the mild salsa, is a green tomatillo salsa. It's awesome. Wow, tart, um, hints of lime, smoky, a little bit, a little of bit cumin, of smoke. yeah, you know, just fantastic flavor, really chunky. Went great on so on what we had as far as the food goes. Great, of course, for dipping with chips. Oh, the spicy salsa. That was they not give you a little side of it. I could take a whole vat of it because it was not hot for the sake of being hot. But it would light you up if you're if you are sensitive to spicy food. This would be one of those where I would say tread carefully. It was smoky but it was also like a like a jalapeno type of it was like different layers of heat yes and m- melded into so many great mexican spices and it made a great add-in if you wanted to take a little bit of that and stir it into the mild salsa the tomatillo that we got in the in the little tiny mason jar yeah oh my god just to mix that little that we should we should have gotten a whole thing of that we will it's oh. coming. They're coming back. I'm pretty sure they're coming back to work, uh, to my work. And um, we now have them on our, our, we're following their Facebook page and mm. we are going to be stalking them. Yes. And they also, I mean, it was just like to mix those salsas. I want to, I want to have a little experiment with the medium, the hot and the mild all together. I know where you're going with this. And I just, I want to try them separately and I want to try them together because trying a little bit of each on that we had the veggie queen burrito which was pinto beans golden rice bell peppers corn carrots cheese we didn't get the sour cream but it had uh guacamole with yeah it. we got double guacamole instead of mm-hmm. sour cream yeah so it might not have been totally vegetarian but it was a grilled burrito yeah i when when they served it to us i got it into go containers i opened the containers I wasn't expecting it for I don't and I don't so. know why there wasn't any reason I shouldn't have been expecting it but there also wasn't any reason that I should be the and they serve it each burrito comes with the sour cream and guacamole on the side mm-hmm. as well as a little handful of chips mm-hmm. the um, 
they split the burrito so oh. it's cut in half for you. It's perfectly sized. It is big enough that you could eat half for lunch and save the other half for lunch tomorrow. Or, that is true. Or dinner later in the day. Or, you know, don't. Just eat a lot. You Go know, home. Like we yeah. did. Like we did. And well, we had been running, too. Yes. So, so it worked out beautifully. And they did such a nice job because they the extra step of grilling the burrito. And, and we say grilling. I mean, we, you know, basically, you know, searing it on the flat top. But there was char on the vegetables, too. Well, yes, because they took time to cook <sighs> those vegetables so before adding it into the, to the burrito. So good. But they, they do such a nice job, and you get a little bit of the crisp on the tortilla, and mm. that just made all the difference in terms of texture, flavor, and their their refried beans that they use were very flavorful, very oh, yeah. creamy, mm-hmm. and very filling. And the rice was perfectly cooked, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was not like if it's undercooked and how you have kind of like those little sticks. There is no... I have no patience for undercooked rice. That was just perfect. It, it was, was perfect. Awesome. Ugh, I would have it again in a heartbeat. And I will tell you that we got them when they were out at, uh, um, well, at, at your work and then Fort Myers Brewing Company. They went to Scotty's Beer Works locally. Those are a couple of different breweries that we have here in town. Mm-hmm. They sold out. They totally sold out. That's fantastic. At Scotty's Beer Works. And, I mean, they posted on their Facebook page. They're like, we're so sorry if you got there. And we ran out of food. We The response was overwhelming. Let me tell you, it's warranted. Yes. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Portions are huge. Food quality is through the roof. Yeah, and let me tell you. And prices. Uh, yeah, what we got was $10.00. And it was worth every bit of that ten dollars. Yeah, ten bucks easily could feed you for two meals. Mm-hmm. The tacos are three bucks. Yeah, I mean, and a dollar if you want to add. What is it? Um, I think it's a dollar if you want to do a substitution for like a, a different kind of tortilla. Yeah, like instead of a corn tortilla. Yeah. Yeah. You know, their burrito, their their standard burrito is a twelve inch burrito with your choice of protein, mm-hmm. all the fixings. They do a massive thing in nachos. I mean, I they're basically see that. filling. Oh, well, I've seen it. I want to have it. Yeah, I mean, they're basically filling up one of these big to-go containers oh and they're just gosh. topping it with all the stuff. And there's like something called tostadas, costinate. I can't do. I can't do it. Costinatas. Costinas. Costa- okay, thank you. I can't. I just can't. But that. Is two hard shell corn tortillas piled with pinto beans, choice of meat, veggie, sour cream, uh, lettuce, tomatoes, cotija cheese, and guacamole. Ask about a vegetarian option. Right. A, a veggie option. So I think they have some options for everybody. Yeah. And again, they're doing the bowl, same thing. It's just instead of serving it on a tortilla, they're serving it on a bowl of rice. Oh, so gosh. great options. Ten there. You know, the... Um, they're doing you know full sides of, of chips with uh, guacamole or chips with salsa, so you know you could easily piece together a really hearty Mexican meal mm. for very little money. Yeah, and have plenty um, to eat and plenty for leftovers. Yeah, or for two, you know, like you could you could split a quesadilla, you could split the nachos, you could split a burrito. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> 
Absolutely. Just. King's Tacos and Burritos, they're on Facebook. And if you are local, we highly suggest that you check them out in the Southwest Florida area. Yeah, you won't regret it. Yeah. So thanks for lunch and dinner. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we ran, we ate. The only thing left is to drink. So for this week's drink portion of the episode, we are fortunate enough to be joined by Paul Cottrell. Paul, welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Longtime viewers and listeners of the show are going to remember that we had Paul on for National Mojito Day. Yes, we did. Last year. And Paul mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. distiller of fine spirits and yes. happens to be a bit of a mad scientist and genius when it comes to cocktails. But like us, he is also a huge Marvel fan. Ah, yes. You've read you've read one or two books. You've seen a couple of movies. Is that what I'm to understand here? Uh, yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. One or well, one or two, maybe three, <laughs> four, one or seventeen, two. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we were so fortunate to be able to do was get Paul to assist us because as everybody knows since we just got done recapping our challenge as you can see here with our medals and Amy is way ahead of me as we've already pointed out uh, we are in the middle of the gauntlet 60k bad for you no I know you don't (laughs) I see how it is right the um what, what Paul has decided or been kind enough to, to do for us is create cocktails for us themed after each of the infinity stones. He is a cocktail artist. Oh, we're going to see where I like art, that. I'm using that. Where the art of cocktails meets the art of comics and the art of the Marvel Cinematic Universe here. Indeed. So, Paul, as we talked uh, this week, we got through, we wanted to go over a couple of the Infinity Stones. We don't, certainly wouldn't want to do all six mm-hmm. in one sitting. But uh, we, we tasked you with the important, um, dare I say, the, the almost sacred task of crafting a cocktail that perfectly embodies the Space Stone. What do you have for us? For the space stone, and for for the MCU novices, the space stone is the blue stone in the Infinity Gauntlet, and it's also the stone that was found inside of the Tesseract in not only Captain America: The First Avenger, but also in Avengers. Oh yes, Loki uses it to bring the Chitauri army to Earth. Yes, yes. The the. It's it's fun. The, the space stone is probably my favorite of all the stones, just because it's probably the most genius Marvel invention on planet Earth, uh, for for a couple of reasons. But uh, mostly, uh, this was like the brilliance of Stan Lee, right? If you think mm. about the space stone, the space stone was capable of connecting dimensions and universes, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about what the Space Stone is capable of doing, the Space Stone is Marvel's way of connecting the animated universe with the television universe, with 
the cinematic universe, with the, uh, you know, with the comic universe, the mm. uh, Alliance uh, universe, the Ultimate universe. They're all connected because of the Tesseract. The Tesseract is the only thing that is found in all those universes, right? Even the stones in other universes, the Ultimate universe and the animated series are called gems, not stones. Right. Mm. right so you know it it was this brilliant kind of get out of jail free card that stanley came up with where he was just like hey if we need to all of a sudden one day we need to take this comic series and attach it to this animated series tesseract that's kind of your your middle man right and so Mm. the thought with the with the space stone because of its ability to kind of connect multiverses if you will uh Mm -hmm. the idea here was let's take two bases of cocktails right two different completely styled cocktails and push them together and kind of just form this amalgamation of of two drinks that shouldn't work but somehow it does Uh, when i think about cocktails uh, i think about give me the 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 craziest idea you can think about on the planet and i can't wait to drink it and i can't wait to make it uh you know so for me the challenge of trying to take two drinks that shouldn't fit uh is is, i love it Uh, and so what we've done is we've tackled two classic drinks we've tackled a gin drink the gin cocktail world being kind of the beginning of the cocktail world uh, and one particular drink being the Tom Collins. The Tom Collins was kind of the Cadillac of gin drinks, right? It was, it's your classic gin, lime, seltzer, simple syrup, right? Mm. That base of drink is and what when, so many cocktails are built out of. And when you get to talking about gin drinks, that's usually where you start um, – talking about what what people will often refer to as grown-up drinks Mm. sure gin is gin is definitely a love it or hate it kind of relationship people have with gin it's either something that people uh can't get enough of or you you know to a lot of people gin smells like a bath and body works and i and i get it i get it there's a lot of those herbaceous citrusy notes in gins uh the thing that a lot of people tend to forget when it comes to gin is there are uh, massively unique styles of gin. You know, the, the, what we're going to use today is London dry gin. I like London dry gins because they tend to be very kind of citrusy forward and less of that floral kind of note. London dry gin is a great start if you're not, if you don't know if you're a gin fan. And then on the mm-hmm. other side, we're going to go way out into left field and we're going to enter the world of rum tiki drinks. <laughs> right? Okay. None of none of them fit well together in any way, shape, or form, right? But in this case, uh, it will. Uh, what we're going to go after is a a classic uh, kind of a uh, hanging out by the resort pool with the big tall drink with the fake umbrella sticking out of the top, uh, right? The blue Hawaiian. The blue Hawaiian mm. is a uh, typically a coconut rum drink uh, with uh, pineapple juice. Uh, white rum uh some cream coconut and what we need for today which is this guy this is blue curacao so blue Mm. curacao essentially is an orange liqueur that they've colored blue okay loki well why don't you fire up the tesseract and show us what happens when you bring these two universes together let's make a drink all right here you go the first thing you need of course is your there is your yeah (laughs) first thing you need is your gin an ounce and a half. We're going to send our, our blue curacao in, of course. Nice. And how much of the blue curacao? Uh, 
it's like an it, it, at the end of the day it's going to be somewhere between an ounce and an ounce and a half yeah. uh, so this is going to be one of those things where you're going to make it you're going to shake it and if you want it to be bluer toss a little bit more in there but an ounce is is a good start okay uh, right. the other thing you're going to need here is great fruit juice we're going to replace the pineapple juice and kind of go more towards the tom collinsy side with something more bitter and assertive uh, mm. but grapefruit is a good uh kind of middle ground for that uh, right grapefruit's okay. going to be a little sweet it's going to be a little bitter it's going to kind of help bring both of those i like red grapefruit. Red, if yes. you like white grapefruit go for it uh, we only need an ounce of juice uh, so i doubt that the red is going to too much to the color right uh now there is an optional ingredient uh and that would be cream of coconut. And that'll pull you even closer uh, to that coconutty kind of side of the blue Hawaiian, right? Mm. Uh, it, it's not necessary here. The cocktail is gonna be delicious without it. Uh, but if you wanted to kind of get that little touch of, of coconut in there too, it'll also tropical. give maybe a slight bit of cloudiness, you know, mm. uh, but you should still get a, a really nice presentation behind it. Uh, so yeah. uh, this one is ready to shake. We need one more ingredient, but we're going to add it after we shake because it's uh, it's a uh, club soda. Uh, and so we don't oh, want to yeah. shake the bubbles, right? You don't no. want to gas out of there, right? And we're going to go straight into our glass here. Oh, fancy. Look at that. Look at the color. Right. And then a little, uh, a little added touch for me today is not going to be uh, club soda. I'm going to use an unsweetened lemon seltzer right i'm gonna get oh. a little bit of that limey lemoniness that the tom collins would have right uh, i can add it on the end with the club soda if you wanted this to be sweeter add uh i'm, I'm not gonna say the brand you guys know what we're talking about lemon lime soda right? Sure. right your favorite lemon lime soda that would be sweet and give you the lemoniness mm. uh if you wanted to be super fun uh, i bet everybody i know we do in town here uh, has a local brewery that's real good at making hard seltzers and you know you could take a grapefruit mm. hard seltzer or a lemon hard seltzer and that would fit really well in here as well so interesting uh, what about a grapefruit beer like a touch of a grapefruit beer sure absolutely now the seltzer mm. here does something we call lengthening uh basically it makes this cocktail less assertive okay, uh, so how much of this that you want is completely determined on how strong you want your cocktail i was if actually going to this. ask you about that term because i've been hearing that a lot i've been doing some reading on gin and gin cocktails and i think it's gin seems to be seeing a resurgence in the cocktail culture right now um bespoke gins being made and then uh, different bars doing their own twists on things so mm -hmm. I, I saw that term lengthening i was going to ask you about that Right, so lengthening is basically taking the base of a cocktail uh, and stretching it out, making it a, a thinner, kind of easier, approachable drink. Uh, if you think about it, uh, a, a gimlet is kind of the most basic cocktail, and it's a martini-style drink, which is yeah. gin and lime and simple syrup. That's it. A Tom Collins is a lengthened gimlet. Oh, right? okay. Instead of going in a, a martini glass, you'd go in a highball glass, and you'd add club soda. Right. And so if you think about that lengthening well. term, if you take the club soda out of these drinks, you have made another drink. But by mm. adding the club soda and lengthening the cocktail, now it's a new drink. Gotcha. Right? So in a way, you have just taught the Runcation Nation how to make several different drinks. Would you do us a favor and use that uh, use that stone to send us one of those drinks over here? Yeah, I got yeah, the yeah, test yeah. rack over here somewhere. Yeah. Hold on, let me, let me, let me, like, uh, there it goes. All right, should be there shortly. Oh, we did the thing. Oh. Check it out. Wow. And Yay. 
cheers and cheers to you guys. Let's see how this tastes. Oh boy, that's a good drink. Mm. Oh, okay. I was expecting it to be way more floral. I really? Think. I was. Oh, sure. Well, blue curacao to save the day. Uh, blue curacao <laughs> is kind of that way that you can make cocktails more approachable because the, the orange and the sweetness is what's kind of toned down that bitterly that bittery floral note that uh, that you might get from really aggressive gins. What do you think, Ame? Well, I like the bubbly on top. I just I you know I think especially if you don't know if you are into gin or not this it kind of would tone down any of those notes i think this but, is super approachable and for i don't somebody. think it's overly sweet either no and actually that was the other thing i was i was expecting this to, to be I mean, to be really floral and then to be cloying because i've i've only had oh like, sure uh, I, I guess like some some of the blue curacao drinks i've had have been like um Really? Uh, corporate margaritas, I guess, is the best way I could describe it. Like right, right, restaurant right. bar. Really in, sweet. In the mixology business, we call them booze and juice drinks, okay. right? They're the kind of cocktails you get uh, that, are, that uh, have a lot of liquor and a lot of juice in them, and they're so sweet, they don't taste like alcohol. They're, they're drinks for people that don't drink. You yeah. know, it's just somebody who's like, I don't want to taste the alcohol. I don't want it to be strong. You can get a good dose of 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 your your liquor in there without it being uh, that taste of liquor right. by going more towards the sweet side. Yeah. Uh, so blue curacao is a good way. Uh, you know, if you think about it, that blue stuff basically that was our simple syrup in this drink. Yeah, the grapefruit was our lime juice, right? If you mm. wanted to be a little sweeter, the cream of coconut tops on that that sweet side. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the gin is a very dry, assertive thing. So what we've done is we've taken and dry notes and strong notes and sweet notes and balance them together which is the whole like key it. to the the booze world when you're making cocktails it's all about that balance of the different flavors and this is one of those drinks that uh, doesn't sound like it should work but it totally does absolutely it does, does. well done sir the next stone that paul has uh been so gracious in agreeing to make a drink for us is going to be the mind stone take take us to school show us All what right. you got for the mind stone mama's are, thirsty yeah, my, yeah i got uh, this one over here is getting like you know antsy like thanos so, for another stone when i think of when i think of mind stone and when most people in that are marvel fans maybe outside in marvel fans think of the mind stone uh you think of the uh the iconic scenes of loki holding his scepter. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's so to me, uh, I go more towards the Loki route when it comes to a Mindstone cocktail and the idea of deception. Mm, so we're okay. going to take two extremely bitter things and we're going to make dessert out of them. Hit us. Yeah. Right. Here you go. So uh, we're going to break our shaker back out and we're going to go in with the, the lemon juice. Get the fresh stuff. Don't don't mess that up. Squeeze uh, a lemon. Ounce yes. of lemon juice. Indeed. Now, get lemon in here. Uh, the cool part about this kind of a cocktail, lemonade is a bit dealer's choice. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's maybe you might prefer a sweeter lemonade. You might prefer a drier lemonade. Maybe mm. you're trying to do the diet thing and you got diet lemonade. I don't care. Uh, you know, what, however you like this uh, cocktail flavor profile wise, uh, one of the cool things you can do, which I have done in this uh, circumstances, I've made my own lemonade 
because I'm a cocktail nerd and I make all my own ingredients. Uh, and one of my favorite things to add into these kind of cocktails is a very fancy ingredient that I'm not going to bore you too much with the details, uh, but it's called oleosaccharum. Uh, so basically, if you know what like simple syrup is, sure. yes. sugar, water. sugar and water, now imagine oil. making lemon simple syrup, right? So, you know, lemon, sugar, water, cook it. Oleosaccharum is sugar and lemon oil. Hmm. Oh. Right. And the easiest way to make it is uh, you take like a vacuum bag and you toss about eight lemons versus a, worth of lemon peels in the bag. And then you put two cups of sugar in it and you vacuum seal it and you wait for about an hour and you come back to it. And all the oils have dissolved the sugars. And now you have these really heavy lemon oils Ooh, that are now neat. sweet because of the sugar addition. What that also does is helps me pull a lot of color out of the uh the lemon peels themselves oh, so yeah. uh my lemonade is like like look like, at that color wow. oh my goodness you know okay I mean? my, my lemonade's like neon yellow so again this yeah. is kind of like back to the blue curacao right depending on the brand you buy it might look a little different mm -hmm. same deal here depending on the lemonade you buy it might look a little different mm -hmm. if you're going straight in to the uh, the bright yellow kind of cocktail you want for this kind of thing, break out the food coloring and drop a drop in there. Nobody's going to look at you the other way. It's going to look really pretty, right? Uh, but there are ways you can go about doing it if you're a giant nerd like me. So uh, one ounce of lemon juice. And now we've got three ounces here of lemonade. Again, dealer's choice, whatever kind of lemonade you want. Mm -hmm. Now here comes the weird part, right? We've got lemonade. We've got lemon juice. My lemonade's kind of tart. Lemon juice is obviously tart. Very. So our liquor of choice here to kind of round this whole thing out, because remember, that's what we did with the last cocktail. Right. We took a floral ingredient, we took bitter ingredients, we made them sweet. So we have bitter on top of bitter on top of sour on top of bitter, and we're going to make it sweet with vanilla rum. Right, now we need two ounces of vanilla rum. And now what we've done here is we've transposed these kind of sour, heavy lemon notes Mm. Uh, and we've turned this kind of combination of ingredients into lemon meringue pie in a glass. Ooh. Right? Okay. Uh, so a, a little shortcut here, if you wanted to go down this route, you don't have to, but you're more than welcome to. Pull out the lemonade, or at least half the lemonade. Add lemoncello instead. Oh, nice. And it in a martini glass. Okay. Right. So the vanilla rum is going to bring the sweetness and it's going to bring this kind of butterscotchy, buttercreamy kind of note that's going to take these lemon ingredients and turn them into dessert. Uh, sure. If you've ever had a lemon meringue pie yes. or um, a, like a lemon cake, mm -hmm. you know, with like a buttercream icing, I mean, that's kind of the same concept. Now, could you rim the glass with like some graham cracker and kind of simulate a lemon bar or something? So like what, what I would do to this, uh, if it was me, uh, it, and if I had the time, uh, I would make meringue. And I oh. would put a meringue across the top and I would relay wow. the meringue uh, and I would serve the drink like that. Uh, another option would be to cut all these ingredients in half and then add heavy cream and make this in a blender instead of in <laughs> instead. So basically what you're going to get is almost like a lemon meringue mousse kind of a thing. Ooh. Mm. And then you can put it in a, a glass and make this meringue and fly and you could literally just eat it with a 
like eat it with a spoon. Oh my gosh. Wow. And go how, are you my, how are you serving? I'm going to go back to my space stone so I can send oh. you guys a cocktail. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I let, hold on, hold on, time out. Hold on. Oh, there it is. I found it. It's over here. Hold on. Here it goes. All right, here we go. Ready? Incoming. Oh, look at that. Oh, we have Look it. at that. Martini oh, wait, style. You did it, guys. That's us, it. You were kind enough to send us the regular and the cream version. Yay. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, yeah. See what the vanilla does to kind of transform the whole thing? The yes. vanilla kind of begets to, to it, it, this, is, this is bitter and, and sweet, but now it's dessert in just one step. It absolutely tastes like lemon meringue pie. It does. Doesn't it? I That's crazy. It does. You should, it's even more so with the, with the Yeah, so the creamy cream. note, the creamy note is where you'll really bring that I'll kind just, of that I'll just pie. This, no, you. you will not. Sorry, we were fighting. Go ahead. <laughs> we're fighting over your drinks. <laughs> the cream is what kind of takes you into pie territory, you know? So Yeah. yeah. If you had uh, if you had a little dark rum, you could do a little float on the top as well. That would be real pretty. And this would be another great way of exercising your mind stone powers because you would erase somebody's mind. By yep, doing yep, you sure would. You yep. would. That is fantastic. You would, you would surely erase someone's mind. Well, Paul, we can't thank you enough huh. for your time this oh afternoon for spending uh, a little little bit of time making some fantastic cocktails to commemorate. The Infinity Stones as part of our infin or as part of our Gauntlet 60K running challenge, and again, Amy's just flaunting the fact she's done more than I have done. I've only got two stones in my gauntlet. She's got. I just want to give them a reason to come back and make more cocktails. Four. I was gonna say you guys get to running, then I'll get to making drinks. So like, uh, you know, I'm, like. I'm prepared. <laughs> in that case, it looks like the next two are going to be the Reality Stone and the Power Stone. I cannot wait to see what Ooh. you've got in store for us for the Power Stone. Fun ones. Real fun ones. They're going to be great. And so. I would like to thank both of you gentlemen for letting me see a little bit into the comic universe. Well, I could, I could foresee it maybe one night after all this is over, me and Paul just grabbing a couple of these cocktails and then just nerding out for a little while on comic books as a yeah. separate, uh, maybe a separate show in the feed if he's got yeah. time and, you know, the inclination to talk comics. I always got time for Marvel, let me tell you. <laughs> he's a wizard. Some might say mad scientist. Mad scientist, cocktail artist, I don't even know. Maybe supervillain. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Captain of the Cocktails. Ooh, Captain Cocktail. I don't know. Is that, make, like, is that a really lame superhero maybe name? Maybe we could get, uh, you know, it's a shame we can't uh, get Stan Lee to approve. <sighs> That'd be great. But we can't wait to see what he's got in store for us next week. Totally. So thank you, Paul, for jumping in here again. And taking the time. We're also going to link back to the previous episode where we had Paul on for sure. National Mojito Day. Yes. So you can see what he does. And, and he is not afraid to get in there and mix things up, literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. And it's all about coming. It's all not about the individual ingredients. It's about the final product for him. He'll mix anything as long as it's going to taste good in the end. He talked so much about the balancing and and one element adding the sweetness while one adds the tartness or spice or just amazing in the amount of knowledge that he has about cocktails about different liquors and their genesis and how they 
interact on your palate. Mm. That's uh, because we we have talked with Paul on several occasions mm-hmm. regarding cocktails and mixology mm-hmm. and the the amount of knowledge he has is just out of this world. So we can't wait to have him back next week Yay. for the second part of our gauntlet challenge. Well, I mean, you know, that that's a lot. I'm tired. I'm really. There's a lot of running. Really tired. It's a lot of running. So the gauntlet challenge continues next week. Yes, it does. But in the meantime, we really, in all seriousness, want to take this time to say a special thank you to everyone who has left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and on Podbean. We've we recently had some great and new reviews. And you all have no idea how much that helps us. Um, recent reviews help us get discovered in Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts, uh, people probably think we're biased towards Apple Podcasts. And we, it's not that we have a, a specific no. preference. It's just they are the largest mm-hmm. podcast repository on the Internet. And sure. if you are not listed there or not, not uh, being served well there, then it's hard to get noticed anywhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't care where you listen to us. We care that you listen to us. We just happened to pull some really great reviews that warmed our hearts this week. Yeah. Yeah. So one of them says, the nicest people, and this is from actually Tuesday, so this is fairly recent. Oh, all right. Yeah. So uh, the nicest people is the subject, and it says, I love listening to this podcast. It's informative and fun all at the same time. I love discovering new races and new places with them. And there's another one that's from March 12th that says, Loving this podcast so much. The enthusiasm and detail they have when talking about their races and food gets me excited to start training for Princess. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Thank you. That's from James J.W. And we hope so. That's the idea. Well, we yes, we want to motivate people to train, and we want to motivate ourselves, too. <laughs> exactly. And and then the final review we have on Apple Podcast says, you'll love it. And this is from April 10th. It says, amazing podcast from an awesome couple that runs. They are both runners, and that's a nice change. They go on runcations and give you a tour of local eateries. Makes you feel as if you are on the runcation with them. And again, that's also the idea. And we did have one on Podbean also. This is from Wendell4911. It says, wow, great show. Jeff Galloway is the man. Yes, he is. Such a positive and powerful message that was right on time. Thanks for the recipe ideas also. Well, you're welcome. And we love having Jeff on the show when he's willing and able to give us some of his time. He's a busy guy. Does a lot for the running community. He sure does. Yeah. And we appreciate that. And we appreciate all your reviews. So if you love what you hear, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, wherever your podcasts are served. We'd really appreciate it because it helps us get discovered and it helps our Runcation Nation grow. So next week, the Gauntlet 60K Challenge continues, and we can't wait to bring you more of that with some delicious food and beverage pairings made just for these special um, infinity stones we're going to be earning. Yay! So, well, I'm sad because we've come to the end of the episode. But for now, we hope this finds you well and safe, and we thank you for tuning in 
For the Runny Drink Podcast, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.